Welcome to the Church Podcast, talking all things ministry to help you do church better. I'm your co-host, John Ronaldo, and I'm joined here as always with the one and only Chris Wesley. What's up, my friend, on this fine November day? I am. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I love this month. It's my favorite month. It's, uh, you know, despite the fact that how we celebrate the holidays will look a little bit different. One of my favorite holidays is coming up because it circles around food. Um, you know, I'm just going to shout out my birthday is this month. Actually, when this airs is my birthday week and everything like that. So, um, yeah, life is life is good in uh, the Wesley household. So, yeah, very good, very good. Yes, thanks. You know, Thanksgiving. I can't believe it's 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 here. Like it's crazy. Like we're only a couple of weeks away from it, and like I just feel like this year has been so weird that it's weird to think about the holidays and like oh, they're coming. And, you know, of course we did that episode a couple of weeks ago on planning for Christmas and Advent, right. You know, for, for church, but it still feels like it's a distance away, but it's not, it's like here, which is, it's crazy. It's just crazy. This year has gone by fast and really slowly all at the same time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, I, th- there's nothing to equate it to. Um, but speaking of Thanksgiving, here's a little fun icebreaker question. Um, outside of turkey, so uh, because we're going to say side dishes, what do you feel like is the quintessential side dish? Or like, not quintessential, what is your favorite side dish at Thanksgiving? Not counting the turkey. Well, turkey is not a side dish and not counting dessert. Yeah, it would be the stuffing easily. My dad's stuffing recipe was the bomb. And I make it now like my dad did. Uh, and, and we love it. Yep. So stuffing. Awesome. Awesome. For me, it's the cranberry sauce in the can. It's got to be in, in the, the can. can. It's the I, gelatin I love, jiggly can, right? I love, I love fresh cranberry sauce. Like, don't get me wrong, but there's something about like, just, you know, slicing that like gelatin can shape, like, um, uh, deliciousness and, and just putting it on top of like a piece of cornbread or, you know, your, your, uh, turkey or your mashed potatoes, I, it's so disgusting, but so good all at the same time. And well, so I grew up with that gelatin can too, except I never ate it because I just think cranberry sauce is, is gross. But you you understand that you've just alienated a whole bunch of people that don't believe in the canned cranberry sauce, you know, who are now listening to us. They're, they're turning us off as we speak. If that's what you want to believe in this time of <laughs> polarization, John, then that's totally fine. But no, I mean, for me... Um, for me, I, I like that. Um, I, I, I do, it's not so much the taste, right? The, like here, don't argue with me that fresh cranberry sauce is better because I, I agree it does taste better, but there's just something about that like shape, you know, with the little like ridges from the can um, on, sitting on that fancy China plate that makes me think like that, that is such awesome um classiness slash casualness all in one right like here let me put this canned good on a fancy plate and serve it at this fit you know this yeah. this meal so that's what and, we did all we had the fancy china and then we had the canned cranberry sauce right yep, there in a fancy yep. dish just, so anyway um yes if, you, if you're gonna write hate emails or angry emails uh you can send them the questions at the churchpodcast.org and say chris what are you thinking about cranberry sauce but you know uh hey uh, don't, don't, don't hate, don't hate the uh, cranberry sauce. Right. Uh, there you go. Well, I, I tell you this year, 
we're throwing all convention out the window. So we're going down to visit my mom who lives in Mexico mm -hmm. uh, for Thanksgiving, taking the whole family down there. <clears throat> and we already had the conversation. We are not doing a traditional American Thanksgiving. We are getting a, a, not a taco truck, but one of the taquisa, basically. We're going to have a taquisa over at my mom's house. And we're just having fresh tacos with chorizo and carne asada mm -hmm. and carnitas and guacamole and handmade you know, tortillas. That's what we're having for Thanksgiving this year. And I am, uh, I'm more excited about this Thanksgiving meal than I have ever been in a long time. That, that, that sounds fantastic. I mean, like, yeah, I, I can't argue with that. Um, uh, I wish there was a way you could send it to me, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so with the uh, holidays approaching and everything like that, please know that everyone who's listening to this are in our prayers. And as much as we'd love to talk more about food and eating, uh, we have a, a subject that I think is important because it's all about, you know, setting out on the right foot, starting out fresh, making sure that things are good. And, and it's not so much vision planning. It's not so much uh, strategic planning. What we're talking about is really uh, personnel planning, which uh, most of, I, I just kind of made that up, personnel planning, but like really it's your onboarding uh, process and how you bring on new team members, uh, new staff members to your parish staff or your ministry staff. Um, and so we're going to break that open a little bit today because as John and I can attest in the different positions that we've held. Um, those first couple of days on the, especially in the parish job, they can be interesting, right? To say the least, you know, and we've done previous episodes on the hiring process and, and we probably need to do more on hiring process, provide some more guidance for that, but we've never talked about, okay, now you've hired somebody, right? What, the, what does it look like when they first start working for you? Now, my first ministry job, I remember I was fresh out of college and, uh, I remember the day I started on July 31st, 2001. That was my first day on my, my first ministry job. Uh, and, and I got ready to go. And as I was preparing the night before, I was sitting there going, I don't have any idea what time I'm supposed to be there. So I was like, well, what time do they start, right? I'm new in the professional world, in the church world. Like, I don't know what the schedule is. So so I, I'm like, well, I guess I better just get there at 8 a.m. because I just have no idea, you know? Uh, and so I get there at 8 a.m. There's nobody there. Like the office is not even open. So I'm sitting in my car outside the, the office, the parish office for like an hour because nobody told me what time I needed to be there. Now, I use that as a funny example to say like, wow, we really don't provide any guidance, but for people when they first start, but that's the, often the reality is like, we don't, we, the worst thing that we can do as parish leaders and as pastors is have someone start and have no plan for them, right? And expect them to have all the answers and to know where the copy machine is or where the bathroom is. Well, of course they don't have any of that stuff. They're not going to know that, but I have, I've heard, I've experienced it and I've heard so many stories of people who get to the office on day one and they're not met by anybody. They're not giving orientation. They have no idea where their computer is or how to connect to the internet or where the copy machine is or any of that stuff. And it makes for a very difficult start to a new job. And that's not on them. That's on us as the parish leaders who are hiring the people. We've got to fix that. And so this episode, we're going to start skimming the surface here, talking about 
what does that first day and that first week look like when you're hired a new person? What does day one look like? How do we get them off on the right foot and help them towards success? I couldn't agree more. And John, it's funny, your your first day was a lot like my my second day. And let me uh, ex- explain. My first day of work at um, at my first church job um, was a Sunday when they asked me to come in and just kind of experience the community and the fellowship and everything like that. And so it was actually like this really cool, just enriching experience. People were around. I was being introduced. There was an announcement in the bulletin and everything like that. So, you know, I definitely uh, felt in place. That Monday, I walk in, um, or I try to walk in at eight thirty in the morning, you know, because I'm thinking nine nine to five, you know, I'll get in a little bit early, you know, whatever. And uh, and yeah, no one was around except for the parish secretary, and uh, she almost looked at me like as if she didn't know who I was, and. And, and in her defense, she was like the fourth tri- parish secretary that they had gone through in the last like two months. So, you know, it's like um, she was kind of new herself. And I remember sitting down at my desk and on my desk was a letter from my supervisor at the time. And it said, hey, I am out of uh, I'm out of town for the week because of a conference. Um, call these people and ask them if they're gonna get involved in the middle school program. Like now I, I knew a little bit about what the middle school program was gonna be like. I'd never experienced it because this is like August. So, uh, you know, um, I, I, I didn't know anything of what I was supposed to plan. So, you know, I went down the list of these 11 volunteers and called them up and they're like, oh yeah, so tell me about the program. I was like, I have no clue. I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, I'm not sure. And, and, you know, it wasn't my first job because I had done a, a year of volunteering with uh, the Jesuits, uh, Jesuit volunteer corps. So, um, but, you know, it's like, uh, I pretty much just kind of sat there. Um, I had a book with me. I remember I had a book with me and, and, and I read some of that book, but, you know, this was before really people were streaming online, you know, just, you know, making their uh, spending time online or something like that. I had no clue where to start. And uh, fortunately, um, the next day, uh, the, the person who was the high school youth minister, Maria came in and she, she was able to like, start introducing me to people and, and everything like that. I was the middle school youth minister. And so it was just a little, uh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. And here, here's the thing though. The reason I, I share my story is not just to say, Hey, John, you had yours, here's mine. But 12 years later, when I started over again, I anticipated that. I like anticipated that different church, different pastor, different circumstances, and same sort of thing happened. Although this time I was a little bit more prepared. I, you know, worked on some other stuff as well, you know, only went down two miles down the road. So it wasn't like I had to acclimate to a whole new community, like entire community and everything like that. But it just struck me how like bad we are in, in church world about, um, you know, we talk about being bad at welcoming parishioners or outsiders. We're, we're bad at even welcoming our future coworkers. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so I, I think like, uh, you already gave the first step, John, and that's have a plan, right? We need to have a plan in place. And it's not just for that day one, but I think it's for that entire first week. 
Well, I guess the first step really is don't have an employee start when you're not in the office yourself. <laughs> That's, I mean, that was your experience, right? Both times, both times. Yes. Okay. So the fact that we have to say that, Chris, is actually quite sad. But so let's just say it clearly. If you have a new staff member starting and you're, you're the supervisor, again, whether you're the pastor or the parish administrator, whatever, if you're supervising that person, you need to make sure that you're in the office that week because you can't have an employee start when you're not there because to your point, Chris, your story, you have no idea what to do. You have to understand anybody coming into a new position, even if they have previous ministry experience, they don't have ministry experience in the context of that parish. So you have to assume they know very little. So just come with that assumption uh, and, and, and be prepared. You're going to have to walk them through every single detail. So if step one is make sure you're there that first week and not on vacation or not taking days off. Step two is I really think you need to write out what you want this individual, this new staff member to be doing every day and even every hour of at least that first week. Right. And maybe not every hour per se, but like, for instance, you know, there's a very simple uh, kind of Excel sheet, but I do it on Word you know, with, with boxes and stuff like that. And I say, okay, here, here's day one. Day one is, is whatever, November 1st, right? And here's what they're going to do from 9 to 10 a.m. And here's what they're going to do from 10 to 11. And here's what they do from 11 to 12. And here's what they're going to do 12 to 1. Oh, by the way, it's lunch, right? We'll get to that in a second, right? But literally map that out because they need that guidance. You want them to be successful. So you need to give them that guidance. So really, here's the first thing that, they, that you need to do that needs to be part of this planning. You literally need to go give them a tour of the entire facility, every single part of it, right? You know, go around and meet every single person right? Every staff member, and if there are any volunteers there, if, give, let them know where the bathrooms are, the photocopy machines are, the lunchroom, where they can get coffee, where the staff fridge is. I mean, all that stuff sounds so mundane, Chris. But the reality is you got to remember, we're so used to working in this environment, we assume that, oh yeah, this is easy, but new people need to be walked through all that stuff. And, and along those lines, if there's, if there's on that, while you're doing the tour, while you're meeting everybody, right, that there needs to be an overview of any outstanding paperwork that may need to be done, right, whether, whether it's the employment manual or whatever other paperwork that, that might be missing, right, because there's always something that's missing. I always find that first day, there's always something we need a signature for. Get them keys and get them their technology, Oh, yeah. and get them set up in their technology that needs to happen the first hour or two of their time there so it's the tour it's meeting everybody it's any outstanding paperwork it's keys and it's technology and it's their office space obviously where they're going to be working and and, and get them set up they need to have all the supplies that they need to be ready to rock and roll and the main one of those is their computer yeah yeah have their and, computer in fact, I, I think you should have that right before they, they get there, you know, because, um, you know, that that's that's another thing is, you know, even if people have their own personal laptops or devices, they should not be using that for work because then, it, it, it you know, it's it, it gets confusing. It's harder to migrate and transition over. So, like, that's the whole thing. If you have a new employee coming in, you've got to figure out, like, okay, when do we need the computer by? You know, can we get that in? 
And really, there, there are no excuses, right? You, you and I could drive to a, a tech store today, pick up a computer, and that person's ready to go. So we can't like blame it on shipping or, or things along those lines. Um, but going back to, and you, you kind of mentioned this, introducing people uh, to this, this new employee, but at the same time, making sure that everybody knows that this person is starting. I don't care if this is like the third janitor or the um, backup, backup to the backup IT person or a part-time you know, pencil sharpener that you're hiring. Like make sure that you have, uh, that you are making your staff aware because like one, you know, um, it, it would be great for your staff to be prepared if someone's new coming because they might be really excited. It might impact their job that this new person is starting and jumping on. At the same time, like how demoralizing can it be? And unfortunately, I know this because I've had this happen to me where you come in on that first day and people aren't even really aware of who you are or that the fact that you were starting that day. And, and it, it's kind of like, oh, well, like I'm the guy that's going to be you know, shepherding the young people in this parish, like, and you're a parent and you don't know that they hired me. Okay. Like, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. So sending out a staff wide email, you know, a couple of days before, um, especially when you make that, when that person accepts the offer, I know this is going back to the hiring, but once that person accepts the offering, you got to make that public, you know, put it in the bulletin, um, you know, tell your, tell your coworkers, your, your, your office volunteers, everyone, when that person's starting, you know, and, and not, and give them a script too. Um, and I know that you want to talk about lunch and, and a couple of other like orientation and whatnot, but, you know, encourage your coworkers to say, Hey, if you have five minutes, swing by so-and-so's office and introduce yourself and let them know a little bit about your ministry. That's the, that's the minimum that you should do on that first day. Well, I think I'm going to take that to the next level because you're absolutely right, right? What I'd want to do in that first week is have at least one hour one-on-one scheduled between the new hire and every major employee in, in the parish, meaning the DRE, right? And the youth minister and the office manager and the school principal and whoever else, right? Because what this new person needs to know, it needs a deep dive understanding of everything the parish does. And the best way to do that is to, to have the new hire have those one-on-one meetings in that first week, not necessarily that first day, but in that first week. So you schedule that out. So for instance, let's just say you're hiring a new youth minister, right? Well, you tell the DRE like, look, the youth minister is starting on, on Monday. On Tuesday, you're going to set aside 10 to 11 a.m you know, or how about 11, 11 to 1 p.m. from 11 to 12, you're just going to to talk and, and give them a rundown of everything that you do in faith formation and what that looks like so that they have an understanding. Oh, and by the way, take them to lunch as well. It's on the parish dime, right? You know, the parish will pay for it, right? So I actually think you need an a intentional schedule of that person meeting every key person that they need to meet with. Now you can decide who that is, but obviously if you have a parish administrator, a faith formation director, uh, a communications director, a youth minister, uh, you know, uh, an HR person, I'm just naming potential positions that you may have, right? The principal, right? If you have a campus minister, you know, 
at the part of the school, like they need one-on-ones with all those people just so they can understand the full scope of what's happening in the parish. And that all needs to be scheduled in advance and ready for that first week. Again, not necessarily on the first day, but that first week, they need that deep dive. And so, yeah, I agree, Chris, you expect it so much so that you schedule it into that first week of training for that new hire. Yeah, and if you don't have a large staff too, include the parish council, include key volunteers, right? If you have committees, get committee leaders, especially if they're pertinent to to that person's position, because um, yeah, you might be like, well, it's just me and the parish secretary and and, and, uh, the maintenance guy. That's fine. Go through them and then go through the parish council, look at your mega volunteers, you know, and and make and, and ask them to do the same. I mean, because again, it'll it'll make that new person feel like that they're a part of a bigger team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's huge for sure. So during that first day and that first week, I think connecting them with people is definitely important. Uh, John, what are other things that we should be tackling? You mentioned paperwork, but what are other things that we should be tackling within that first uh, week um, or that first day that someone jumps on? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're going to need numerous 60 minute meetings with you as a supervisor and your new hire in that first week to help them start to create a plan of what are the first steps, right? And so certainly on that first day, you got to have what I would call an opening interview. It's not an interview, but an opening meeting with your supervisor, right? Uh, and, And you probably need multiple times in that first week where you guys are just beginning to plan and brainstorm what the, the first steps are. Because again, they don't know everybody yet. They don't know the context to your point. I really like what your pastor did, by the way. Here's some phone numbers that you of uh, people you should call. That's a good idea after you meet with them one-on-one, right? <laughs> you know, so, right? But give them the plan. It's like, th- th- do some visioning, do some strategic planning. That, and I think you need numerous meetings within that first week. And don't tell me that you're too busy to, to not schedule time for this. This is the most important thing that you could do as a supervisor, whether you're the pastor, the parish administrator, whatever your title is, you've got to make time for this because again, you're setting them up for success. So help them begin to plan. So I would say that certainly in that first morning, right? If the, if I'm, I'm just making up times, if from nine to 10, you're doing the, the tour and here's the paperwork and here's your computer and here's your office, right? From 10 to 11, have that one-on-one meeting time with that new hire and begin to plan, uh, plan what are the first steps. And again, I think you need multiple meetings within the first, uh, first week to be able to start creating that plan. Yeah. And the important part of that is the fact that you are setting a president, you're setting a culture for other things that your parish might not be doing, but should be doing like the, uh, the um, um, six month review, uh, 90 day review, sorry, six month review, and the annual review that you do with your employees, you set down and whatever you do on that first day is kind of like, all right, saying, okay, this is what your review meetings are going to be like, you know, moving on from this point. And so they've already got that in their culture, you know, and it's funny, John, because as you were talking about that, one thing that came to mind, and I think this is so important, and I know this is more hiring than onboarding, but it's so important that I, I, I can't leave it out, is make sure you have a written job description before you hire someone, you know, but definitely before they start, right? Like, because they should, be, and if you're listening to this and you're looking for a ministry job or a parish job, do not take a job, do not take a job until you see a job description in writing. Um, because not only is that 
important for that first week discussion, right? Because that's going to shape and, and be your springboard for like goals and, and things you're going to talk about in these orientation meetings. But um, it, it's it's your it's your compass for for long term, you know, in, in the sense of like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Or okay, I'm youth minister in this parish, but or um, business manager, what does that mean? You know, so um, so folks, please, if you're listening to this and you're in the process of hiring someone, make sure you have that job description ready to go, um, because then those conversations John was talking about are going to be a lot more fruitful because you're going to be setting goals. Um, you're going to be setting objectives that kind of pertain to that. So, yeah, I, I really do do like that. I, I think um, kind of developing that strategy is important. Um, John, I don't know how many churches do this, uh, but this is an experience I had when I was um, a case manager uh, during my volunteer year, and I absolutely loved it, is that whole first week that I was on the job was almost uh, that orientation. Part of that orientation was a training, too, right, for me to learn more about the history of the organization. Um, you know, I was a case manager in an HIV AIDS clinic, so there was a lot of facts that I learned just about, you know, the status of uh, of uh HIV AIDS in the country and, you know, um, articles, videos and stuff uh, like that were shared. One of the things that you guys can do for your um, uh, new employees that week is, is give them a history of the church, right? The parish. I mean, and probably you did some of that during the interview process. And even if you did repeat it, you know, give them a history of the church, give them a little bit, uh, uh, you know, a refresher of what the vision and the mission of what you're trying to do and trying to accomplish there. And then if there's like, you know, a conference that you attended, or even if there's not a conference, if there's like a book, a, a blog post, um, a podcast, anything that they can listen to in their like, quote unquote, downtime in that first week or that free time, like give them some information to sort of get them on the same page as the way you're thinking. Uh, because when I worked at um, Nativity, John, um, one thing that was really cool, and this was within my first, first week, is Father White took me and another person that they had just hired you know, out for coffee. And he shared me an article that was about Rick Warren and Purpose Driven Church, right? And he, you know, he he had us read it. And then we went out and we discussed it. And he wanted to hear kind of our thoughts about that article, like how we were perceiving it and how we were looking at it. And, and the reason that was impressionable is because right from that point, I knew what was a value of our church, right? I knew what was important, what were some of the things that he was hoping that I would gain from that. So in addition to strategizing and developing a plan, I think it's also a huge training opportunity uh, for that first week. And, and that's something we can break down a little bit more too. But um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, John, or, or thoughts on that. Yeah, I do. I, I think that's a good idea. Start giving them resources again, you know, like you said, books, whatever, that kind of help them learn, right? Because one of the things that we're responsible for as supervisors is, is helping our staff members grow professionally. We want them all to become better. So to begin early on to give them the resources and support that they need to do that, I think is huge. And part of what happens needs to happen in those first meeting, especially that first day as well, is besides starting to kind of create a strategy, uh, which by the way, you as a supervisor need to have more of that strategy in place because you don't expect to come up with it in the meeting. Like you need to have had put some thought and energy into this as well. But, but a couple of other things that I think you need to really reiterate to, to this individual. Tell them to ask questions. Tell them, I know you don't know a lot about this, about our parish and how we work. There is no stupid question. Ask the question. We know you don't know. Just ask the question because 
you will be better off if you just ask a question. You as a supervisor need to absolutely encourage them to ask the question. There are no stupid questions, including where's the bathroom, right? That is not a stupid question, especially on your first oh, that, day. That's right? an important question. You, that's you a very important question. No right? accidents on the first day. Yeah, anyway. that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and the other thing that happens in that first meeting uh uh, with them is is let them know about any recurring meetings that they absolutely need to have on their calendar or any other events, right? And having those all printed out in advance. So, for instance, when are your when are your staff meetings? You, you know that they need to know that. If you don't tell them, they're not going to show up for the staff meeting. So, any major meetings, recurring meetings, or any major events that you need to make sure is on their calendar, that needs to be part of your first meeting. And you need to literally hand it to them and say, here, here are the meetings, here's the schedule, here's whatever it may be, right? Here's when the pastoral council meets, you know, and I want you to attend the first one, like give them all that in, on that first meeting so that they know to put all that stuff on the calendar. So I think, again, you're going to need multiple time over that first week to begin that strategy and that planning. Uh, but at least on that first meeting, those are some of the things that, that you need to consider. Yeah, no, uh, it, it, you're 100% right on that. I mean, just don't underestimate the small things. Don't like overlook the small things. Like, uh, you know, I know I joked about the bathroom, but like coffee, where they get coffee, if they drink coffee, you know, um, things along those lines. Because, you know, I, I, again, think back to your first day. If you're listening to this, think back to your first day on the job um, or your first week and how vulnerable you felt, right? Because here you are, you want to impress your coworkers. You want to impress your supervisor to make sure that they knew that they made the right hire. Um, and, but at the same time, you know that some of those things aren't in your control. And if someone doesn't set them up right with the right information or technology or resources, um, then they're going to feel a little bit like a fool. And, um, and that's not going to bode well. And, and it, it could dampen their experience in the, in the wrong, wrong way. So, so yeah, in that, in, in that meeting, set those expectations of when they should meet, where they should go, you know, don't be afraid to over, um, to, to give them too much information because really you can't, you can't give them too much information in that first week. And that's why I think having the written plan, right? It makes sense because then you just hand them the plan. Here's your schedule for your first week. Here are the recurring meetings. Here's the login information you need to log into your email address to, to a, your Google calendar or the website, whatever, social mm -hmm. media, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like all that stuff needs to be ready on the first day. And, and so you have that all written out. Uh, and that way it becomes really easy because then you as the pastor aren't making it up as you go. You literally handing it to them on the first day. is like, here's your plan. Uh, and you have the schedule, at least for the first week, but probably the first two weeks, if not more, already kind of scheduled and planned for them. A couple of our thoughts here as we, as we begin to, to kind of get ready to wrap up here. I already mentioned lunch. Here's why lunch is so important. First of all, on that first day, you can't expect that somebody brought a lunch. You just don't know, right? Because they don't know. They don't know what the culture of lunch is for your parish, right? Do you all go out to eat very often? Do you all eat in the lunchroom? Does everybody eat at their desk? You know, uh, what does that look fish like? In the, in the, in the kitchenette? No. <laughs> yes. Never, yeah. You oh, never I, have fish. I have experienced that for <laughs> sure. And it stinks up the entire office for two days. So, uh, anyways. Um, 
but just take them out to dinner, take them out to lunch that first day, and maybe even multiple times that first week, um, so that they can understand the culture that, no, we don't normally do this. Maybe every fourth Friday of the month, we do a little happy hours with staff and go, you know, whatever your guys' little cultural intricacies are in terms of around lunches and meals and stuff like that, they need to know that. And they're not going to know that on the first day. So take them out to lunch. If it's just you as a supervisor and that and your new hire, great. If it's the entire team, even better, right? You know, have them all come together. And again, don't make them pay for that lunch on the first day. Like they don't know, they don't know the culture. And so, but give them a sense as you're at the lunch, lunch can be part of the training and the orientation. This is what we usually do for lunch. This is how it usually works. People are on their own. There are a couple places just down the street that people could walk to if you want to grab a bite to eat. Like they may or may not know that. Like it's, it sounds so mundane, Chris, but it's actually so important to setting them up for success. So, so I think lunch is, is, is actually a really big deal. Not because I'm hungry right now, although I am, uh, but because they need to eat and they need to understand the culture of eating in your parish community. And it's different. You know, hey, it's different in every parish. Hey, anyone who works for a church knows that food is like essential. Food is essential and, and, and impactful in that way. And, you know, I would say like you keep using the word mundane, but this is where I would say also make it memorable. You know, um, uh, if you are a fun parish, right, like have a little bit of fun with that. Um, you know, maybe it is, you mentioned happy hour. Maybe it's taking people out for happy hour. Uh, you know, maybe it's... Um, you know, uh, planning something fun, like a little bit later in the week for them to, you know, mingle with volunteers, especially because uh, if they're in a certain ministry, their volunteers might not be available during the day. So to say like, hey, we're going to go uh, putt-putt or, or bowling or, you know, um, meet for, for drinks at this place and you're, you're going to get a chance to meet some families, parishioners, whoever, um, uh, again, could uh, help that, that person um, as well. You know, one of the things that I've seen that that's really good is is uh, some parishes will do a little brunch, you know, for that person on their first day. And that's where, uh, again, they invite, whether it's daily mass goers or people just to come by and, and grab a pastry, but also to say hello to that that new person. Um, and, and don't be afraid uh, to start this, even if you haven't, if you have like a staff of a couple of people and you never did this for them. Don't be afraid to, to start this out. And um, in fact, get them involved in the planning. Make it kind of an event that when someone new jumps on, um, because again, you want to like form that bond, those bonds and, and create that community. Um, the last thing that I would say, and, and this is something that um, I've seen done, um, I've done myself and, and I've uh, experienced it on the other end, is write like a, a thank you card or a note of encouragement at the end of that week and, and give it to that person. Just saying like, hey, I hope your first week was great. We're so excited that you're on the team. You know, um, really looking forward to, to growing with you. Um, you know, Chris, John, like just keep it simple in that way. So um, yeah, make that first week, that first day as memorable as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen, this is not my style uh, because I just don't think this way, but I've seen people decorate people's desks or cubicles oh, on their office on their first, yeah, yeah. first day. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you don't have to go crazy with it, but it's those little gestures, whether mm. it's a card, a letter, right? Or mm. a balloon or, or, or something, right? You know, right. Uh, this is where you can get creative. Like, again, that's not my cup of tea. That's not what I do, but other people appreciate. So 
I would absolutely support that and make that happen, right? Yeah, doing stuff like that is fun and, and important. It makes them feel welcome. That's what you really want. You want them to feel welcome as well as set them up for success. Uh, and last thing I would add here is like, give them time to just get settled in their office as well, right? So you don't need to pack their first day or even their first week of stuff, right? With meetings, although you want them to meet everybody and whatnot. Uh, give them time to get settled, right? Organize the space that they want to, if they've got outside resources that they want to bring in, put on their bookshelf, if they've got a, a poster or I don't know, whatever they want to do to kind of decorate their office or, or their space as their own, give them time to do that as well as get settled, log into everything, make sure the technology works, that they can log into email, they can log into the intranet if you have one for your parish. So all those things are important. You got to give them time. Uh, to, to get settled. So again, although I'm a huge fan of having that first week, especially uh, super scheduled for them, make sure you give them time to breathe as well. And by the way, that first day and certainly that first week is super exhausting. And you as a supervisor can absolutely say, hey, you know, uh, I know it's only four o'clock right now, but I know you got a lot of information in your head. If you want to go home now, you know, and go rest up because you got more to do tomorrow, go right ahead and absolutely do that. And, and so give them that time to do that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, recognize that it's a long journey and that you want them there for a while. So again, uh, make sure that you set them up for success. All right. So John, um, any last uh, tips or bits of wisdom that you want to share before we uh, close this thing up? Uh, I'll, I'm going to go on a limb here, Chris, and say we should do another episode fairly soon about this, but talking about what introducing them to the community, meaning to the parish, is like, because that's different than what we've just talked about. Uh, but I think that needs its own podcast episode. So, uh, But I think you need some intentionality how you introduce them to the entire community as well, especially on a Sunday Mass. Uh, where a lot of that tends to happen. What does that look like? And do that with some intentionality and not just like haphazardly. So I'll go on a limb and say, we'll do another episode uh, regarding that sometime soon in the future. But I will say that if you are interested in uh, getting a, a little Word document that kind of maps some of this out for you, so some of the thinking's already done for you, uh, you know, in, some, in terms of some of the things that we talked about, reach out to me directly. Uh, and I'd be happy to walk you through this and show you some of the templates that I've used before in the past that you can absolutely steal and use because that's what ministry is and none of it's proprietary. So proprietary, is that it? did I even say that right? Proprietary? Okay, mm -hmm. good. So, uh, But I'd be happy to walk you through that. So feel free to reach out to me directly if you want to do that. Just go to parasuccessgroup.com. All my information is there. That'd be a lovely conversation to have. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, um, take advantage of that too, because uh, um, it, it can be difficult to start these things uh, from scratch in, in that regards. And um, definitely make sure that you are helping uh, people start out on the right foot. Uh, so if you have questions, uh, uh, specific questions, you can reach out to John, as he mentioned. But uh, if you have general questions for us, uh, you can always email us at questions at thechurchpodcast.org. Um, or you can visit our website, thechurchpodcast.org, and uh, leave a comment there. And uh, we'd be more than happy to respond to that. Uh, we'd love to know some of the ideas or things that you've done for people um, when you've uh, onboarded them. Or maybe share with us your onboarding experience. And, and we'd love to 
to laugh with you or cry with you or uh, just uh, celebrate with you, uh, however it went. Uh, but again, uh, for all episodes of the Church Podcast, go to thechurchpodcast.org. Or if you want to listen to previous episodes, you can go to iTunes or Spotify or anywhere else podcasts can be heard. And we, if you enjoyed this episode or previous episodes, we would love for you to leave a five-star review. Um, and of course, share this with your friends, your family, your pet, uh, you know, the guy that's walking past you right now. Uh, just share with them this podcast. Uh, let them know what you're listening to. Uh, but John, again, for everyone, if they want to reach out to you, talk to you about hiring or just, you know, why you love your, your dad's uh, secret recipe for stuffing, uh, how do they get in touch with you? Well, the secret to the recipe is just a lot of butter. But the, again, uh, reach out to me on Twitter also at John Ronaldo. But my direct email is john at parasuccessgroup.com. And don't forget the butter. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, it's all things Marathon Youth Ministry at MarathonYouthMinistry.com and uh, especially on social media. And again, we are so appreciative and thankful uh, for your listenership. Uh, We uh, are happy to have you with us every single week as we uh, do the show. Um, And uh, again, during this month of uh, holidays and Thanksgiving, uh, please know that you are in our prayers. And uh, John, let me uh, close us with one. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity to uh, talk about uh, our, our communities, our, our staffs, and uh, Lord, how we can uh, bridge and, and bring people together. Uh, God, we know that starting out in a new job and a new community can be a little intimidating. And that's why, Lord, we are... Um, thankful for those moments, those interactions, those opportunities where we can onboard someone, where we can welcome them in, where we can um, encourage them to take the right steps, the next steps, the important steps, Lord, so that they can start their ministry journey on the right uh, footing. God, continue to guide us, continue to lead us. Thank you for loving us. In your name we pray. Amen. Holy Spirit.